Jesse Douglas Smith McGraw, and this is What Moves You with Jesse. I'm a transformative coach on a mission to share an understanding of how our minds work that challenges how we react to life and our thoughts. I love to share stories and common sense ideas that empower you to take charge of yourself in a way that brings immediate and profound change. What I know to be true is that we are all innately healthy and doing our best with the thinking we have available to us on a moment-to-moment basis. And waking up to this will change what moves you. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. How are you out there? (laughs) It's good to be with you again. I had quite the experience yesterday. I was in a moment of deep meditation, and I paused there for a second because, honestly, the word that came to mind is prayer. Um, But my old conditioning around what prayer is kind of made me get all sticky around the word. (laughs) But... It was prayer. I was in deep gratitude um, about my life and the people in it and just felt a lot of space open up inside of myself uh, in such a way that really, I think, allowed this poem that um, I'm going to read to you now. Uh, It allowed that poem to come through me. And I do not consider myself a poet. I don't often write poetry, but this vision of myself came to mind because that that feeling of prayer that I was in around gratitude about my life and the people in it. Frankly, I was also really focused on being very grateful for um, the pain that I have experienced in my life as well, because they have been seeds to really beautiful evolution and change, both within me and then also as the seed of new behavior that led to big change in my life as well. So I was, without prompting, frankly, I just was very moved to go into this space of of, of gratitude and thankfulness for all the hills and valleys that I have experienced. And Again, uh, this vision of myself uh, as a younger person came up in my mind. And, you know, I have shared with you a lot here that I dealt with a lot of worry and fear and anxiety for over 20 years of my life, I would say. And I, you know, that kind of worry conditioning in my brain has been a bit of a harder habit to break, but seeing it is 99% of the battle, which is wonderful. (laughs) Um, Especially worry around certain subjects uh, in my life. But all of that to say is I have been really looking at the relationship between pain and suffering with my clients. And this vision of myself as a younger person um, and all the suffering that I did 
came to mind. And that is where this poem came from. So I'm going to read it to you now. I called it, I Wish I Knew. I wish I knew that the suffering I was experiencing was because I was afraid of the pain I was in. I wish I knew not just that pain is a fact of life, but that this body being made to experience pain is also a fact of life. I wish I knew that I would know how to sit alongside pain if I didn't fear it. I wish I knew the capacity I had to ride the waves of pain that could, and most definitely would, be accompanied by joy, grief, fear, relief, and elation. I wish I knew that although it didn't feel like Excuse me. I wish I knew that although it didn't feel like it most times, pain, just like every feeling, wasn't growing roots inside of me. I wish I knew that my feelings weren't giving me information about how I was doing in life. They were merely a wave of energy to be experienced. I wish I knew that underneath it all was and always will be Me, bearing witness to every wave, every swell, every weather change inside of me. I wish I knew. And also, I'm so glad I didn't. (laughs) So when I read that to a client recently... They asked me, you know, what do you mean by, or can you share more about the part at the end there about how you were so glad um, that you didn't know it? And, you know, I think the impetus for that, for that writing where it came from is I've had this sense about me the last few weeks that I'm really my intention in this world and then also kind of on a more micro level, you know, with my content and what I put out into the world on social media and things of that nature um, is that I really want to be the person that I was looking for, for all of those years, because I would see what mystics would write about peace being inside of us and contentment being always within reach and, I would read bumper stickers (laughs) that would say things like this too shall pass. And all of it rang true to me, but it didn't seem obtainable. It felt very far out of reach. And for me now, I'm, I'm seeing that now that I have experienced it for myself and I see that it is, Although it looks complex, (laughs) it's far more simple and ordinary and right underneath our noses, this this seeking, this search of peace and contentment within. So all of that to say, um, I've just had my younger self on my mind a lot 
and I'm showing up for her, the younger version of me out in the world. And that it is possible, no matter how much suffering one is experiencing, to have a different experience at any moment. So all of that being said, I've been getting kind of reflective on this pain, you know, and suffering dichotomy and the fact that they are one and the same, or I should say, two sides of the same coin, you know, and as I, as I mentioned in the poem, and I hope you're kind of feeling into pain is something that is part of our human experience. And the more that I can see and have seen in myself, and of course, in clients and in others around me, the capacity that we have to experience pain and how it doesn't mean anything about who we are and it isn't rooted and it is fluid and it is ever-changing. There's so much comfort in that, you know, in that it doesn't look as necessary to try to avoid pain as an experience. Um, you know, growing up, as some of you may know, I come from a family of therapists, so talking things out was natural and encouraged, and that was so so wonderful and a gift I know that not many have. Um, but one thing that, that I kind of made a conclusion about is that anytime I was experiencing pain, which, you know, could also look like fear, anxiety, worry, stress, um, anytime I was experiencing that and I vocalized it, um, you know, I was given permission to not do the thing that I was experiencing pain around. So if it meant, you know, auditioning for something, you know, for this, for the school, uh, theater or for dance or, um, you know, or looking at putting myself out there in a way that would give me feelings of stress and worry, you know, I was always given permission to go, well, if it, if it doesn't make you feel good, then don't do it. Now, I can see the beautiful positive intention in that, right? It's like as parents, you don't want to see your kid suffering. You don't want to see your kid in pain. But what's interesting is as I grew older, what I kind of ended up drawing the conclusion of, about that was, well, you know, if it brings a certain kind of feeling, then listen to the feeling and and honor it and don't don't move forward with that thing that you would like to move forward on, <laughs> And uh, the result of that, the impact of that is that I ended up with a lot of suffering because I would have this dynamic feeling inside of this deeper pull, this deeper wisdom of wanting to do something, but having the temporary experience of fear or worry or anxiety or insecurity or discouragement, 
you know, I would have that temporary experience on top of that wisdom that was pulling me forward. And I would buy into the feeling and go, oh, shit, what does it mean about my wants and desires? What does it mean about me? And does it what does it mean about my capability? Maybe I should just tap out and do it another time, right? Um, and so it would stop me. And I would then be kind of left in this feeling of suffering because I've got, again, that dynamic feeling of something really drawing me, but at the same time having just a total natural temporary human experience of something else on top of that, that I would listen more deeply to. Um, So it's been an interesting thing to watch unravel inside of me and really starting to see and starting to get really honest with myself about what's underneath the feeling and what's pulling me forward. And more often than not, you know, man, it is, what's the best way of saying this? It's just making me realize how often I have tapped out of things in my past um, because I was taking the feeling I was in as truth about me or because I was taking it as information about how I was doing in life and my readiness or, um, yeah, my readiness. If that feels like the best word to use. So I've kind of gone all over the map here with you, but, uh, I think the biggest thing I would love for you to take away from this is, you know, Whether positively intentioned or not, you know, of course, I've heard stories from clients who have had their what their parents modeled for them was avoidance of feelings purely because they were scared of the feeling, Um, you know, so it's like we we all kind of get into the same dynamics of being scared of our deeper kind of more intense upset feelings because of this you know, we're scared it means something about us. And that process in and of itself ends up leading us to so much suffering because we get lost inside of our heads about all of the meaning around it. And the biggest takeaway that I would love for you to take from today is really starting to see and appreciate Look at, you don't have to take my word for it. Look at all the things you have walked through in your life. Look at all of the difficult conversations you have had. Look at all of the challenging situations and circumstances you have navigated. I can guarantee you, because I know this to be true about every human being on this planet, um, I don't care the level of hardship or not, but I can guarantee that you have some hard examples in your life that you can probably reference where you can see that it doesn't it didn't matter how consumed you were by your feelings you were still able you had the capacity to hold all of those feelings and there was this natural agility inside of you to still navigate those conversations and those circumstances 
and those situations in your life. Um, and in the process, you learned a hell of a lot about yourself, I'm sure. So when we start to kind of look at that and appreciate that truth about how we work inside, that is creates so much more grounding than staying kind of enamored with the suffering and what it has meant to us. I will leave you there. As always, sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to What Moves You with Jesse. Let's stay connected. You can find more ideas and strategies on being human on my Instagram, at What Moves You with Jesse. Sign up for my newsletter or learn more about working with me at WhatMovesYouWithJesse.com. And please rate and review the show and let us know what you think and what resonated. I read every single review. They mean so much to me. You can also call in on our hotline with your thoughts on what resonated there too. It is always live at 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. What Moves You with Jesse is produced by Mike McGraw and Tinker City Music. Now, let's take a deep breath and give ourselves permission to live in this moment for what truly moves you.